Hey everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota, Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, we got a great show today. Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, but the Minnesota Vikings, that was the big topic all week on our, all of our shows, on the, uh, the, the, the round table, on the Ron Johnson Show, and they had a chance to win in the end. He didn't do it. So we'll talk about Nick Mullins. Justin Jefferson has some really, really interesting comments that he made after the game about Kirk Cousins. Does this mean that Kirk Cousins is more likely to come back now? We'll talk about that coming up next. Locked on Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Well, hey, everybody. Hope you had a great Christmas. Uh, I know for Vikings fans... Sorry, the Minnesota Vikings did not win. Unfortunately, the Vikings fall, fall in a game that they should have won to the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are NFC North champs. Uh, we originally had a uh, planned on Lomas Brown, uh, former Detroit Lion, friend of mine, friend of my dad, lived in the same neighborhood. Uh, but holiday travels, we get it. So we're going to have to get them back on sometime this year uh, because the, the Lions are, are the topic to talk about now. But we got to talk about Justin Jefferson. We got to talk about Justin Jefferson and the Minnesota Vikings with Kirk Cousins. But before we do that, I want everybody to know today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets. That's 150 bucks if you have a winning bet. That's just a $5 winning money line bet. That's 150 bucks, people. I did it. It's easy. You just find the find, find the easy one. It's not a needle in the haystack. There's some easy ones out there, but all you have to do is make a $5 bet and win, and you get an additional five, 150 bucks of FanDuel's money, but your team has to win. Just remember that. That's it. Your team has to win. Make sure you visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on to get started. Well, as I mentioned in the show, I bring my producer to the show, Sam Ekstrom. I mentioned we're going to talk about Kirk Cousins. Uh, we we got to talk about this Lions game. Uh, but first, Sam, I want to start off Merry Christmas. Uh, really quick, was there anything cool that you got for Christmas that uh, that you enjoyed? I got a really nice uh, piece of luggage from my wife that I'm really excited to, to, to get in the airport. They call it garment bag. Uh, really good for packing. Really excited about that. I've got a flight coming up on Friday, so, so I'm going to use that. But Merry Christmas to you as well. Um, I got to hear if you got anything sweet. Well, I mean, of course, I'm wearing the sweater. My, my wife gave me this uh, Christmas sweater. It's uh, Ray Charles. Uh, my daughter, at first, when she saw it, my wife said she was like, oh, that's not nice. But it says, in case you don't see me, and then there's Ray Charles, have a Merry Christmas. I also got myself these. Now, these are hard to get, Sam, you know, Michael Jordan shoes. Um, and I was able to get a pair of the golf shoes. So this is the golf version of the Michael Jordan shoe. Um, very hard to get. So I was glad to get those. I get to break those out when I get down to Mexico. Uh, nice. Probably sooner, sooner than expected. With this Vikings game, Sam, and and when you when you look, oh, I also also got this that I've been annoying the crap out my family with. It's a it's a very small. You see my hand size. It's a very small Bluetooth, but Gophers Bluetooth speaker. Um, 
And uh, yeah, it, it's kind of cool. You get two of them. You can turn it into uh, dual speakers. So my wife doesn't know that. She didn't read the package when she got it for me. Uh, so I'm going to get her one uh, and make it a dual one. And then I'm just going to keep both. Like That's how you do it, Sam. You, you get them a gift and then you make sure you can use it. Uh, so I'm going get, to get her one. We also got a refrigerator. I think I've, I've told you guys that story. Refrigerator conked out a week before Christmas. And we're hosting Christmas here. Yeah. Uh, so we we that was kind of a gift. <laughs> to our family uh was a brand new refrigerator uh but but they installed it it works great the ice comes out fast <clears throat> so it's been good to have but yeah no i got this bluetooth speaker so i'm looking forward to that i'm gonna i'm gonna play it a little bit today during the gopher game i know the gophers are playing today we'll talk about that a little bit uh we got the daily three coming up uh we'll talk a little bit in the second segment about a little gophers and just sports around the world what the playoff picture looks like we got the wolves and pelicans in the daily three of course the wolves and we'll talk about the disrespect. There's some disrespect going on with the Wolves that I'm not happy with, Sam. And and the national media continues to do that. You got DJ Wanham who might be out for the season. You got uh, TJ Hawkinson that might be out for the season. So there's a lot of injuries that happen. Uh, it almost feels like it's time to pack up and go home. Uh, and then Brock Purdy. We got to talk about that game last night. Uh, so many people were on Cam Newton, so I got a little bit of that. We're going to have to put that on socials because I got a little word uh, for those haters of Cam Newton out there. Uh, but Sam, a topic, top of the subject, Minnesota Vikings lose to the Detroit Lions. Um, the last play of the game, everybody, and I know you saw that. I think Luke Braun uh, retweeted somebody. I saw it in real time just because we have the little film thing. And, you know, in the media thing, they have a bunch of replays for us uh, versus if you're at the game. And so yeah. if you're watching that, you kind of see the Brandon Powell not only wide open, but should have been in his read because when he's looking down the field, Clearly, the Lions are trying to stop the big play because they're in cover three or some type of maybe four. Uh, I haven't seen the the whole I'm going to watch that today, maybe um, <clears throat> or maybe tomorrow. I don't know. It's Christmas day after Christmas. I'm not watching film, but yeah. uh, but I do got I do got to work today, though, too, Sam, because I got to I got this show and then I got to go to the Minnesota Vikings. I just got the text uh, saying that, you know what, Tuesday is on. The coaches are going to come in. Uh, so looks like the the, the Vikings are going to keep going, even though for us, it feels like a holiday. The Vikings are like, look, we still got to play the Packers. We still got to try to beat the Packers on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. We still got to try to beat the Lions again because we almost beat them. But now you're shorthanded big time going to play the Lions again. Um, but we still got to get some work done, Sam. So when you think about this, Sam, when you look at this game and the way the the it played out, he should have hit Brandon Powell. Brandon Powell catches that. There's nobody within probably 10 yards of him. He could have jitterbugged run. Now, again, we know Brandon Powell doesn't always make the best decisions, but we hope he would have. Maybe he jitterbugs it, gets upfield, and goes out of bounds. It's only first down. <clears throat> it was like 44 seconds or something like that left, 50, 44, 45 seconds. So he had time uh, that Brandon Powell could have made. the. Even if Brandon Powell does a dumb decision to try to score and stays in bounds, they could have run up and spiked it. Yep. But if Brandon Powell makes the catch because he's thinking smart, this is the end of the game, he catches it, gets upfield, gets out of bounds. Now you're probably at the 15. Now that field shrinks. Now the Lions can't play prevent. They have to play a true defense for a true red zone. Look, <clears throat> you have a healthy Justin Jefferson. We know TJ Hawkinson was out at this point, but you got a healthy Justin Jefferson. Uh, and, and you got, well, who cares about everybody else? You got Justin Jefferson. If you got a healthy Justin Jefferson, 15 yards, you go there. But Sam, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know a lot of people were like harping on the last play of the game. I think that's his fourth interception in that game. Josh yeah. Dobbs was his fourth interception. And the next game he was on the, you know, he was on a quick trigger hot seat kind of, um, how does Kevin O'Connell treat this four interception game? But what are your thoughts on it right away? Yeah, that felt like a heat check throw. Uh, if you remember two <laughs> two plays before, I think he hit Jefferson on a hail mary, 
basically. Mm-hmm. Jefferson comes down with it. He's clearly trying to give his guy a chance, which he was all day to his credit. And Jefferson made a lot of the plays. But, Ron, it was first down. It was first down. And Nick Mullins has shown us that he doesn't really have any regard for the down and distance or the situation. He just wants to be aggressive. Right. And I applaud him for that. But you got to be smart. There was a minute left in the game. You were at the 30-yard line. You had plenty of time. There was no need to be reckless with that throw. And what happened with the spiral, too? That was that was crazy. It, like, came out of his hand sideways. Um, just not the right time to make that kind of throw. I would have much rather, like you said, worked it underneath, gotten in the red zone, and then had four plays you know, to, to score a touchdown from closer distance. I don't think they needed to, to make it all up in one shot. So it's a disappointing way to end it when mm-hmm. it felt like destiny was kind of on your side after the Jefferson catch. Yeah, that was going to be an epic, epic play that they would have replayed all day on, um, you know, on NFL Network. But instead, it's an afterthought because of what happened afterward. Because here's the thing, Sam. <clears throat> Not only was that, that probably wasn't the bad read. Here's the thing. If they were, because it did look like they were some type of four. I'm, I'm almost talking myself into getting on the on my computer tonight. I'm trying not to work, but I'm almost talking myself into it, Sam. I'm just getting on there because I think the Vikings have to load because they play the Packers, so they have to load it up. It might be loaded up now, but I'm guessing they all getting it off this morning because uh, they took Monday off. Uh, I think Tuesday's normally their walkthrough they've been doing lately during these holiday type deals. So if Tuesday's their walkthrough, uh, just to see how they're feeling, get guys moving uh maybe to give them a more saturday true saturday off because i think that's what they did last week too they give them a true saturday off like hey we're gonna walk through tuesday i know that was last week's schedule walk through tuesday uh jog through on wednesday practice thursday practice friday saturday you're off um holiday wise maybe he does it again because honestly they didn't play bad when you look at that throw sam it was the right read because it looked like the both corners and and cover four or whatever they're going to get after watch it could be match two could be two man uh with a bracket over for justin jefferson because there's a lot of people in there but justin jefferson if he throws i i have a feeling and i'm gonna have to watch it if he throws it to the corner of the end zone and floats Mm -hmm. and justin sees he's gonna throw it that way as justin's running he makes a throw or if he throws it harder and actually throws a spiral maybe justin jefferson catches it there's a lot of options there but again, like you said, it was a duck. It was it was not a great throw. It did not have any velocity on it. Um, it looked bad. And so when you think about that, when you think about his lack of arm strength, numerous deep balls in this game, numerous deep balls. He should have five interceptions. The crossbody throw where he should, if Josh Dobbs is in, he probably runs it for a touchdown. Um, the crossbody throw almost was a pick. He threw it behind Johnny Munt. That The throw wasn't bad. Or sorry, the, the the decision wasn't bad. If he throws it to Johnny Munt, throw it to Johnny Munt's right. He throws it back inside because he doesn't have the body control that he thinks he has mm-hmm. and or the arm strength that he thinks he has, like a Brett Favre, like an Aaron Rodgers, like a Patrick Mahomes, uh, like a Josh Allen, like a Lamar Jackson, like a Brock Purdy. I mean, and go down the list, like a Kirk Cousins. He doesn't have that. And so what does the ball do? It flutters and it goes back inside. It's almost picked off. Thank goodness. Thank goodness the DB for the Detroit Lions is a DB and not a receiver. If there's a receiver or if it's Marcus Peters or if it's anybody for the Raiders that had a pick six or for the Ravens, 
it's a pick six because there's nobody that's going to catch that guy. Mm -hmm. He was, there was nobody over there. All the receivers and the fast guys were in the end zone. All the slow guys were to the quarterbacks far left. It would have been just the quarterback and the DB running full speed towards him. Nick Mullins does not make that tackle. It's a pick six. The crowd is pissed off. And that would have been at that time. It would have been like interception two or three. I don't know. So butterfly effect. Who knows what happens from there? Uh, maybe the game gets out of control, but he did it. He he made that throw and that was bad. So there was a lot of throws like that, Sam, that I just felt like he doesn't have the deep ball accuracy. Like KJ Osborne's mm -hmm. play, great play by KJ Osborne. KJ Osborne came back to the ball. That was KJ Osborne's play. That was not the throw of Nick. M Nick Mullins threw an under throw. If he throws it long, like Kirk Cousins has done in that same play, because Jordan Addison had that play. Uh, we saw KJ Osborne against the Pittsburgh Steelers last year have a similar play like that. He ran a corner, though, instead of a post. Kirk Cousins leads him to the touchdown. He underthrew him. KJ Osborne has to slow down, jump, make a great play, and he does it, and he comes down with it. That could have been a touchdown, though. Uh, the, the, the triple reverse flea flicker, if he throws it to the end zone, it's a touchdown yeah. to Johnny Munn. Yes. He ends up throwing it, like, right to him. Um, and... But like throw it, throw it, lead him. He's a tight end running with a linebacker chasing him at a bad angle. His back is to you. Know your situation, know your personnel. Just throw it to the end zone on a loop. Let Johnny Mutt keep running full speed to it. It's a touchdown. And that's what I don't understand about it. Um, I mean, honestly, <laughs> my guy Ray Charles would have saw that. Ray Charles would have been like, What what do we have, coach? Flea flicker, reverse, reverse, flea flicker. Oh, okay. I know exactly where I'm throwing this. Mm -hmm. And then you just got to have somebody in the corner in his zone. Like he practiced a couple of times. I don't know if you ever saw the Ray Charles did have a video playing basketball. I felt very bad because I'm like, why would y'all set him up like that? Um, but, you know, they do the they bang something so that he knows which direction to shoot. And uh, I think if he could shoot, he probably make because I've seen a blind kid before make a shot. And I saw it on like social media and high school did that where they put a kid in the game who was, who was uh, visually impaired. And then they were trying to let him know where the rim was. Boom, kid makes the shot. Everybody goes crazy. Ray Charles, uh, he can't play basketball. So I think if he learns basketball first, then he probably has a chance. But his shot, his shot looked uh pretty much like that dude. I only saw that dude on the on the uh, Dr. Pepper thing. He tries to dribble and make the shot, and he's just horrible. Uh from like the army or something. So it, it was yeah. pretty bad. It it, it reminds I, I I imagine it's what Luke Braun uh would look like shooting a basketball. Oh, uh, shot fired. <laughs> But no, I love Luke Brown on, on a Christmas, on a Christmas day after Christmas. But but Sam, uh, before we get to the next segment, uh, we didn't touch on this part of the game really quick. Yeah. Not quick, but, you know, a minute or two. Just Kirk, because Justin Jefferson, I want to pay off the tease because I know I didn't I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson's comments after the game, I don't know if you heard it. He said, in this league, this is why that position is so hard to play. In this league, that's why. You miss a guy like Kirk Cousins. Then he followed it up with no disrespect to Nick. He's doing all he can. He's doing the best he can. We're working hard out there. He's a good quarterback. Uh, we're just going to have to keep working and getting on timing and getting on the same page. So clearly one, like, like that's like slapping somebody in the face two or three times and be like, sorry. Love you, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, not, I didn't mean to slap you, but since I did, let me tell you why. Like you were in the way. I was actually trying to reach for something. Like, yeah, like he said, no disrespect to Nick Mullins. When people have to say no disrespect, it's a little bit of disrespect in there. And so the point Justin Jefferson's making, one, he's dead on. Kirk Cousins, 
Now you guys see what he is and what he does. Two, this job is not easy. That's why there's only 32 of them. And of the 32, that's why about 20 of them sometimes, everybody's like, whoa, he's good. And then the other 12, they're like, whoa, this guy sucks. Who's going to draft this guy? Who's going to draft somebody for this guy? Justin Fields, in my opinion, with the 49ers, goes nuts. Absolutely nuts with the 49ers. Like Justin Fields' running ability, his arm strength, his ability to move, like, ah, nuts. You know who's kicking themselves about not getting Jalen Hurts? The 49ers. Because <laughs> I know they're probably like, oh, my good. Could you imagine his running ability with Christian McCaffrey's running ability, with Trent Williams, with Debo Samuel? <sighs> Why? Because he took his team to the Super Bowl. So you can't tell me he could have taken the 49ers Super Bowl. Justin Fields could have took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. I'm going to be real. Justin Fields could have took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Clip that. Let's put that on social media. Justin Fields, yeah. behind center of the 49ers, replacing with Brock Purdy, he takes the 49ers to the Super Bowl. And so that's why this league is so hard. And so Justin Jefferson making that comment, Sam, does this now all but point to they have to re-sign Kirk Cousins? I mean, I think the case is strengthening, right? Because if your best player, face of your organization right now, is saying that you can't have a half measure in addressing the quarterback situation. You can't have a bridge quarterback. You can't draft someone in the third round and try to make it work. I mean, it's either got to be Kirk or it's got to be a high draft pick, someone that you can really rely upon. And even that's a risky proposition. Um, Justin Jefferson wants some assurances. I mean, this is potentially, Ron, three of four years where Justin Jefferson does not make the playoffs. Can't happen. He hasn't won a playoff game in his NFL career. Um, pretty soon, he's going to get impatient about that. He, he's already impatient about that. So you got to give the man what he wants because that's someone you got to keep happy. And frankly, I'm on his team. I mean, I, I, I for the longest time, was off the Kirk bandwagon. Mm -hmm. And now people are talking about two years, $60 million for Kirk to get him back. That's a bargain. That's yeah. a bargain in today's NFL. So I'm with him. I'm right with Justin. And people are saying, too, like his his uh, rehab. And, of course, it's just people. Um, but we have seen him. I saw him walking around. You saw him. I saw him at the stadium. Uh, he's walking pretty normal. Like, it's not super fast, but it's not like, you know, oh, oh, oh. Like, a, you know, like he's walking. Honestly, <laughs> he's walking like Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's just not out there telling people he's ready to play in four weeks. Like, I think that's the big difference. Aaron Rodgers, I think, was a circus. It was a media circus. Uh, he wanted to keep himself relevant. He wanted to keep the Jets in the media. Uh, they wanted to keep the Jets fans excited and following. I mean, I'm pretty sure there was some kind of, like, stipulation to his contract about seats sold, probably tickets, some Deion Sanders type of contract stuff. Because he's still sticking around trying to keep them. Like, remember when he got hurt for the Packers and his collarbone got broken? You didn't see him. There was nothing about Aaron Rodgers potentially ever coming back to the Packers. Mm -hmm. It was no, like, Aaron Rodgers at the games, hyping him up from the sideline, wearing a headset. You know, he was just out. So I feel like this is a little bit too of a media thing to keep the Jets involved in the media. Uh, for Woody Johnson to be like, hey, man, how can, how can you keep us relevant in the national media talk? Oh, well, let's just keep saying you're coming back. Let's have you show up and do stuff. Like, he got more coverage. And we'll talk about this in the Daily Three. He got more coverage, or they're getting more coverage as the Jets than the Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves are their number one team in the NBA. Number one team in the NBA. First time in team history they've been number one this late into the season, which was December 25th, 26th now. But as of December 25th, the longest they've been, sorry, yeah, 
the longest they've been number one. This is the team history. They're making history every turn. Like it's gonna be the longest they've been number one after New Year's. And, you know, it's gonna be the longest they've been number one after after Valentine's Day. Like it's gonna be team history. But the Jets, they're more important to talk about. They're like everybody wants to talk about the Jets. Why? They suck. Why are we talking about them? Nothing against them. If Aaron Rodgers is there, they'd probably be good, but they're not good. So why are we talking about them every day? Why are we talking about the Lakers? Lakers are like the Tennessee. seed. Yes, they won the NCAA tournament, but why are we talking about them? It's not about the Wolves right now, so I'm going to hold off until the Daily Three because I'm a little bit upset. Kind of kind of, kind of gave you all an alluded to what's going to happen in the Daily Three. But in the next segment, though, we got to talk a little bit about Gophers. Gophers play today versus Bowling Green. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, uh, about the headline. I don't know if you saw the headline, Sam, on uh, the dish, the dish headline of how they're promoting this game. Uh, we'll talk about that and your thoughts on this one. Um, but lastly, my thoughts, Sam, I totally agree. $60 million to Kirk Cousins is a bargain. He has to play because you clearly see, you clearly see what he is without Kirk Cousins. And you cannot keep him happy if you're like, hey, man, we're going to, we're going to, because you got to tell Judd, you cannot surprise Justin with what's going to happen because then you're going to, mm-hmm. and, and this is the thing, I don't think Stefan Diggs is anything bad. I don't think like a lot, AJ Brown, like a lot of receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, it just gets annoying after a while. And it's like, dude, can you, Deont- uh, Devontae Adams, like, can you tell me what's going on? This is my future too. Uh, and I think if Justin Jefferson's not in on what's going to happen and it just happens, kind of like Aaron Rodgers when they got rid of his offense coordinator, like everybody has a breaking point. Cause like, look, we're grown men. Like, why are you trying to secretly sign me and then cut my quarterback? Let me know what you're going to do or not resign my quarterback. But they're saying all signs point to Kirk Cousins coming back uh, by by minicamp now because the way he's walking around, the way he's moving. Um, hey, and when I say it, when I saw him, he's moving like Aaron Rodgers. He's just not a media circus. He doesn't want everybody to be talking about him and be, oh, the Vikings making the Super Bowl, man. I might be able to play. Like, he's not going to do that. Aaron Rodgers probably would do that. Kirk Cousins is not that guy. He didn't even tell people or, or blow it up that he was going to be holding a boombox for the team. Like, he didn't even do that. I thought he should have done more. If I'm him, I'm walking out with the whole team with the boom box when they first get the, you know, the defense out, and then he stands in the tunnel with the boom box for every player, like, in the front of it, not just Justin Jefferson. Like, and then Justin Gritty's right by him with the music player. Oh, come on, man. Like, I just just hire me to do your marketing. But that would have been, been good for the fans to see Kirk Cousins, the crowd to show. Take your shirt off, put some chains on, and then hold the boom box. Like, really Kirk it up. Kirko chains it up. It's all over the media today if Kirk does that, win or lose. But they probably win because they were going to win anyway. I think the line, the Vikings, I mean, sorry, we're going to win anyway. Nick Mullins just did his best Grinch in, uh, uh, impression and said, screw Christmas. You can take these presents. I don't want to give them to the Vikings. You take this. You take this. And he just threw all the presents. And just imagine the Lions with that little dog, the Grinch's little dog that was helping him out robbing the Hoos. And uh, Nick Mullins did not want to help out Whoville better known as Minnesota football. But I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. Coming up next again, we're going to talk a little bit about Gophers football, maybe hit on a little Kirk Cousins a little bit more, uh, maybe some Timberwolves, and then we're going to jump into the Daily Three after that. But we have a word from our sponsors. All right, here's the deal right now at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. You can make a $5 money line bet and you can get $150 of bonus bets straight to your account. So today, if you want to put five bucks on the Gophers money line, minus 156, they're favored by three and a half against Bowling Green, you can bet five, and then you get 150, and you've still got two weeks of the regular season left in the NFL to put that on. 
Then you've got the NFL postseason. You've got the NBA. You can bet the Wolves every game if you want. You can do all of that at FanDuel with hundreds of ways to wager the spreads, the player props, the future bets. I've got my money on Timberwolves Dolphins Championship Parlay. I'm going to manifest that into happening. That's all at FanDuel right now. Download the easy-to-use FanDuel Sportsbook app and get in on the fun. FanDuel, an official partner of the National Football League. Well, Sam, first, I got to do this. So I'm going to read this off the TV, Sam. I'm looking at <laughs> DirecTV. All right. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you've seen this. I don't know if you have, but I'm looking at the DirecTV game. The Minnesota Gophers, December 26th, Tuesday. It's going to be a three-hour and 30-minute show. So clearly okay. TV timeouts and everything, right? Yep. You go down to the description of the game. It says on ESPN, on DirecTV, for the national media, the world, everybody's kids to see, the parents of the players, the Golden Gophers and their good grades face a test in the quick lane bowl against the Falcons. Minnesota was no the only way. Minnesota was the only. Minnesota was the only. Let me make sure I say Minnesota was the only five win program needed to compete, complete the 82 team bowl lineup. The Gophers won the tiebreaker via their academic progress report. Sam, I'm reading that live. From DirecTV. Um, I know Dish had that. I know Xfinity had that. Um, whoever your TV partner is, unless you have, if you don't have cable, then you're not getting ESPN. Um, but yeah, that's 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 what when they when they sent this in, I don't know who sent this in. I don't know if it was Quick Lane Bowl, maybe I don't know who sent this in, but whoever sent this in to all the 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 people who do the TV stuff, that's how they decided to to talk about this game, Sam. Not you know, one of the best freshmen in the Big Ten in the country. Um, not Cole Kramer coming back for a senior year from Arizona uh, to to play in his final. You know, walking off the field. They don't even say anything about Bowling Green. Like that's how crazy this is. Bowling Green and who's the favorite? Sam? Or they have the Gophers favorite. Gophers by three and a half. Gophers by three and a half. So Bowling Green, I would feel like a it's a double slap in the face. We made the bowl because we won, and we're here. So why not talk about our quarterback, our team, our staff, whatever? Uh, so-and-so and so-and-so face, you know, P.J. Fleck faces off against whatever his name is. I haven't even researched it yet because we're not doing anything to later. Um, I kind of, you know, I kind of airmailed the Bowling Green bit. I do know a ton about the Gophers, though. But, you know, my Bowling Green knowledge eh, is small because I, I don't have any radio hits or anything until later. So I'm going to cram just like anybody doing a final. I'm going to cram for about an hour and a half and just cram down some stats, watch some quick film. Um, but when you look at Bowling Green, Sam, they, they don't talk about anything. They don't talk about their team. I mean, even their former players, because I know, you know, when you look at uh, a guy I played with, um, uh, what was his name? Josh, I uh, forgot his last name, but he was a quarterback for Bowling Green. He's in the Hall of Fame for them. He came and played for us with the Ravens. Uh, but Josh is is one of the guys that was a big time quarterback there. You could have talked about him. Uh, you could have talked about any Josh Harris. Sorry, that was his name. Josh Harris I had to go. I had to go to my Facebook page. Good old Facebook. Uh, he's my Facebook friend. I actually, we talk all the time, um, at least on social media. Uh, but he was my teammate with the Ravens for a year. Um, they don't talk about. I mean, they could talk about anything. They could talk about the past. Uh, they could talk about the last time the Gophers were at the Quick Lane Bowl. Like, you know, the last time P.J. Flex showed up here, you know, Tyler Johnson had the big catch in Detroit. Duh, 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 and nothing. 
the last time they played Bowling Green, right? Bowling Green beat them at TCF Bank. Yeah. Like a couple of years ago, yeah. Could be. Yep, this is PJ Flex rematches. Bowling Green have a shot because they beat PJ in Minnesota last time. They're familiar with the Gophers. It's going to be a great game to watch, people. No. You are trying to entice people that are scrolling through football that don't know anything about the sport by saying that Gophers and their good grades faced a test in the quick lane bowl. The Gophers won the tiebreaker via their academic progress rate. That feels petty to me, Sam. I don't know. That feels petty to me. That feels like somebody's not happy the Gophers are in it, whoever wrote that up. Uh, very petty. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> but that, that to me, is just a slap in the face. That's a, that's a slap in the face. I hope these players and their good grades go out there and absolutely mud walk uh, Bowling Green and 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 maybe pull out the reports. Like at the end of the game, I know I've been seeing a lot of post game celebrations. Uh, don't do like Eastern Michigan. I don't know if you saw that when Eastern Michigan uh, do after the game, uh, they play like South Alabama. Ran across and punched the dude while Alabama was doing their like rouser because the game was over. I, I think I don't know if they won or lost. I don't even know what happened. I just saw the video of the kid like left the field, still pissed off enough as he's leaving the field to run back onto the field and sucker punch the guy in the back of the head. And then it turns into a big brawl. Both teams are fighting. Uh, both teams are like, don't do that. Don't, don't get into fights, but you can like, I, I think Western Kentucky threw the, the, the bread up in the air and they were doing the bread angels. Cause it was the, must've been a bread sponsor for that bowl game. Uh, quick lane. There's nothing to throw up in the air. So throw your progress reports up in there. Throw your, throw, throw, throw grades up in there, throw A's and B's, up mm -hmm. in the air. That's what they should do. And they should do a, a do a, a a final grade snow angel in Detroit. Throw your A's and B's up there. Some of y'all got C's. Don't lie. So throw those up too. Um, but yeah, throw them up. Throw your A's and B's in the air. Uh, like just just said, when he does the gritty, throws his B's up. So hey, gritty, throw the B's up. They should. Just, you know what? There they go. All B's, just like the gritty. Do the gritty across the B's. But then it's because your progress report. Put them all across the field with some pluses by it. Hey. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that that to me, Sam, for that to be a headline, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, someone's trying to be a little too cute. Um, let's talk about the football. You know, there, there, there's other storylines. Right. Like, let's be adults about this, right? These are football players, talented athletes. Uh, it you can it's a side note. Certainly can mention it during the game. But I think you can do a better job of writing your descriptions. Did you did you get a photo of that? Can we put that on social media? I am. Media? I'm I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna put a photo. I'm gonna get a photo of it after this. Hopefully nobody goes in and edits it. Cause um I saw people talking about it, but I wasn't sure like how like how many different because it didn't look like what I had. So I'm like, okay, I don't have that brand. I don't know what that was. I don't know if that was like dish or something. I don't know what it was. But I'm like, that doesn't look like my TV guide. So I'm like, well. I'm not going to get involved in this until I see it myself. And so I saw it myself finally because I've had time to sit down between, you know, day at Eve, Eve, Christmas Eve, Eve, uh, Christmas Eve of the Vikings. Like I haven't been in front of a TV until today um, as far as like just being able to sit by myself and turn on a TV. So, yeah, it, it's 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 been crazy, Sam. Like, I cannot believe that. But, yeah, it is up there. I'm going to make sure I tweet it out. Uh, tag you. I'll tag Locked On Sports Minnesota. Uh, make sure for our show. And just and then also maybe we play that video. Just play the video of me reading the description. Uh, maybe some quick notes of us talking about it. That's a good one for socials uh, just before the Gophers game. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to me, Sam, uh, how they treated the Gophers in that moment. But it is what it is. They got to go out and play the game. Uh, real quick before we get to – because we got the Daily 3 coming up. That's three questions, three minutes each. Um, the Gophers in this game, 
what does PJ Fleck have to do? Because again, his recruiting class now in the Big Ten is like eleventh. But as far as like from a growth perspective, because he's about growing the program and not like building it off of uh, transfers, because if kids are willing to transfer in a ton, they're willing to transfer out a ton. And if you're a coach showing that you're willing to just go into the portal a ton, it's going to be tough to recruit kids. And maybe that's why Coy uh, Parage, I think is how you say it, uh, or Parisage, mm-hmm. that's why he stayed. You know, he was almost going to go to Ohio State, almost going to go mm-hmm. uh, last minute out of there. And then. Hey, he stayed. One, he probably realized, like, look, there's a lot of the top kids in Minnesota that go to these big schools and they never play. Um, you know, I'm not going to name names, but there are some big-time kids that have gone to other schools, and then they don't play. And they were, like, the number one kid in Minnesota. And instead of going to Minnesota, or even, like, here's the thing. I'm never going to hate on, like, Iowa even. Like, Iowa, I get it. Wisconsin even sometimes, I get it. Because you're probably going to play there. But, like, Ohio State, like, the way they recruit now, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, if they come knocking, I just don't know if it's worth it because they're going to do that every year. They're going to go out and get a five-star from other states every year. P.J. Flex signed the number one player in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and then one other state. I want to say like North Dakota or South Dakota. The fact that he went out and got the number one players out of Minnesota, Wisconsin, Sam, uh, and then you got this bowl game. What is it going to take in this bowl game for people to really see, okay, He's going to turn around. Because, again, Ethan Kelly Manson is a guy, this Max Brosner kid, you know, up for the FCS Heisman. Uh, seems to, you know, everybody seems to think he can be the guy. Even a lot of people text me like, man, how'd y'all get him? So, clearly, he's, you know, in their eyes, a good quarterback. But what does P.J. Fleck need to do in this game to solidify not only his recruiting class, but also just the kids that are here to make sure they know the next couple of years he's serious about this? Yeah, um, I think it's a piece of it today. I don't think it's the whole equation. I think that it's a nice feather in PJ's cap to be able to say, I've never lost a bowl game because he hasn't. He's 4-0, could be 5-0 today. That's a nice recruiting tool to say, hey, if you play for me, you have a great chance to walk off the field a bowl game winner. That's not everything, but it's something. I, I think, again, the the ability to put yourself out there on a bigger platform, uh, an opportunity to talk about NIL, to build your um, donation base is critical. That's everything right now. It's yeah. not. It's no longer just culture or just football or just facilities. It's okay. That 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 and oh, I have to. I here's my offer. Here's my offer to you financially for what we can give you. Um, so any opportunity you have to build that financial base is going to help your recruitment. Unfortunately, that's the way it is now. I don't love it, but I think PJ Fleck knows that the landscape is changing rapidly. The Big Ten's going to get way more competitive, and the Gophers will fall behind fast if he's not ahead of the curve. So any chance to join Dinkytown athletes, they got to take it, and that includes winning a bowl game. Yeah, because when you look at some of these uh, collectives um, and then some of the numbers people are throwing out, the one thing that people don't understand, too, about this, the collectives also are just taking money from companies that want players. So it's not all about – um, hey, we got to raise all this money and we just got to pay out of our pocket. No, a part of it too is name image likeness. The whole purpose of name image likeness was for guys. I mean, honestly, I'm going to go back to myself when I played. I was on a billboard. I was on a bus. Um, I don't have it in my office. It's somewhere in my house, but I was on a, a poster that the Gophers used for the season release. So they had all the schedule and it was me stiff arming the dude from Ohio State my junior year. 
was over my senior year. They used that because that was like the national pitcher. Everybody talked about the Nate Clemens game and all that stuff. So, of course, I became like the poster child for it. I, I just saw a kid recruiting letter he posted on, you know, on Facebook. He got recruited by Minnesota like back in 2000. And and the only reason I saw it was because of the girl that wrote him the letter. You know, they used to go for they used to use go for girls. They called them um, to uh, write letters to players. Say, hey, can't wait for you to have me on campus. We'll be there to host you and blah blah. Myself and your play. And it was to be a girl, and then the host, which could be an athlete, and then whatever. And so she wrote him a letter. So I know her. So I was like, hey, this is one of your letters from when you were a freshman in college, uh, writing to one of the players, uh, just you know, telling him you can't wait to meet him when he gets to campus. And so my picture was on the front of that. Like they used one of my, it was a couple other, it was like three other guys. It was like uh, Tony Dungy. I forgot. It was like four different guys, Carl Eller, but it was my catch um, as well on that one. And so you think about all that type of stuff, e, uh, eBay. I saw my jersey on eBay in 2000 and 2001 was on the eBay or not eBay, sorry, East Bay for those young kids that don't know what that is. It's a shoe company that went out of business, but um they sold my jersey in all those places. Dinky Town had it. Like, I never got any money from that. None. They got the money from that. The Gophers got the money from that. Licensing got the money from that. Nike got the money from that. I never got anything. I was in the video game, the college football video game. They used my likeness. It was a 6'3", 225-pound kid from Detroit, Michigan. Dark skin, looked just like me. I got no money from that. So that's the actual like purpose of NIL. Some of this stuff now is just pay to play. Like, hey, man, we got to just go buy a guy. That's that's where it's getting dirty to me. But the actual reasoning is like when you see Shadur Sanders in the KFC commercial, uh, you, you see uh, the two Georgia kids. I just saw them. They're doing whistle sports. And it's funny, too. They can't say they're college. So NIL, you can use your name, image and like this is so funny about it, Sam. They can use their name, image and yeah. likeness, but they can't use the schools. So the two Georgia football players for whistle sports did like a, I don't know what it was. I forgot who their sponsor was for that. Um, Gatorade, maybe. They literally said, oh, I play linebacker in Georgia. That's what he says. He's like, I play linebacker in Georgia. And the other guy's like, yeah, I play safety in Georgia. Like, not at Georgia, in Georgia. So you can say the state, but you can't say, like, a place, like a school, or, or like, they're very particular. So I guarantee I never paid attention to that. I guarantee, like, the Gophers guys that did the Gatorade don't so say they play for the Gophers. They probably say, I play football in Minnesota. You know, like, so it's so funny that you, you want to get this name image likeness out, but then my likeness in my football uniform I can't use, but then you guys can turn around and sell my jersey and just because it doesn't have my name on Like, Darius Taylor's jersey right now is in Shields. Number one is the new jersey. We know it's him because there was not a number, in my opinion, I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't think there was a, a really good number one the year before him. Was it? Can't think of one. That's what I'm saying. So it hasn't been yeah. for a while. Um, so the fact that they're selling the number one Jersey in there now, um, and if Max Brosner comes in and blows it up and then all of a sudden we start seeing his Jersey, like these players deserve to get a piece of that. And so I don't know how that works. I don't know if like the licensing pays them. I don't know if shields can, but their name's not on it. So maybe they're like, Hey, this is not actually their Jersey. Cause there's names not on it. Um, but we got to get to the daily three. We're going to make it quick today. Uh, but we got some juicy topics coming up in that Sam. But yeah, when you think about the Diggy town athletes, like you said, um, People go to Dickytown Athletes. You can get an easy subscription. All the money goes to, to the athletes. Uh, they're trying to pay the players. They want to get paid. If you wanted to go directly to a player, you can actually tell them, hey, I want my subscription to go to 
X or I want my subscription to go to Y. You can you can name a player if you have a company and you want to do something, an event or a signing or or, or a commercial or social media because that's where it's headed. You can do that with a player through Dinky Town Athletes. Um, but make sure you guys do that. In my opinion, Sam, I think PJ Fleck just, just had to go out. If Cole Kramer kills it too, um, then that would show people like, man, Cole Kramer's not better than Max Brosner. Max Brosner's going to come in with these guys because he's not any everybody playing in the bowl game offensively other than Brevin Span Ford. He's not losing anybody else. And Brevin this year didn't do much. So, I mean, I hate to say it, but Brevin didn't do much yeah. this year. He did get balls thrown his way, so we can't say if they weren't thrown his way, and he just wasn't getting open. He wasn't making the catches. Um, so the guys that made the catches are coming back, which is mainly Daniel Jackson. And he did get some other guys to transfer in. So it's going to be fun to see how this team looks. Uh, but they still have Darius Taylor. They still have Jordan Newbin. Uh, so it's going to be fun to see. I hope Cole Kramer really does pull off an Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Rico moment and just runs off into the sunset. And we didn't get snow before Christmas, but we got it after Christmas. It's snowing in Minnesota today, Sam. So I know some kids are going to be happy. Yeah. Uh, parents aren't happy, though, because nobody wants to drive in this crap. Uh, but I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Maxstrom. Coming up next, we got the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes each. And I want everybody to know, Sirius XM is a proud partner of Locked On Sports Minnesota and the Locked On Podcast Network. You can just download the SXM app on any app market. When you get on there, for you Minnesota people, search Locked on Sports Minnesota. You'll get all of our shows, all of our postcasts, everything. We got Vikings, Wild, Wolves, Twins, Gophers. We have it all, people. Make sure you guys check it out. And also on YouTube, you can get the 24-7 uh, stream of Locked on Sports. All your sports, all the time, 24 hours a day. And, of course, the postcast. We're going to have a postcast tonight after the Gophers win over Bowling Green. Who cares about their grades? It's all about the wins. All they do is win, 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 no matter what. Well, not seven times. They won five times out the year. But the Gophers are going to play Bowling Green, so we'll have a postcast as well. So make sure you guys check that out on YouTube. Again, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. And we got the Daily Three coming up next. So take it away, Sam. Let's talk a little NBA. Five Christmas Day games yesterday. Wolves were not included in that. Um, I think they'll be played on Christmas every year going forward, but they play tonight. They play at Oklahoma City against a very good Thunder team. Thoughts mm -hmm. on tonight's game, Ron? If everybody's healthy and ready to go, Sam, um, again, when we talked last about the basketball party, I think I said three and one, or I can't remember if we even did a prediction on that one, but I think I said no, three we did. and one. I, I, think, I think you did. I think you I think said, I said three, three and one. one, and if they win, they're three and one. Yep. Because they already lost the first one, and so they have to get this win. So for me, selfishly, I'm always I'm always for me looking really smart, but no, I I, I this is the game. So I, I wasn't sure which game they would lose, but I did kind of say here's the two options they had. It was the front and the back for me. Um, but this Thunder team, I mean, honestly, the Timberwolves, like as much as disrespect as they're seeing, like just like we can see Twitter, they see Twitter. Just like they can see people making comments about like the Wolves are disrespected by the national media, they can see it too. So I, I know that's got to be a little bit part of it. Also, uh, you know, Chet Holmgren to me, his his feltness. Uh, he's not strong enough to deal with all the bigs that the that the that the Timberwolves have. Like it's it's just a lot of people they can throw at him. Uh, Rudy Gobert, personally, I don't think should guard him just because staying up top too long. Like he he likes Chet does not like to go down low a lot. Um, but Nas Reed is comfortable up there. Carl Anthony Towns is comfortable up there. Uh, I honestly feel like he's not strong enough. You can just put Jaden McDaniels on him too. Like Jaden McDaniels is comfortable playing up there. So the Timberwolves, like they're they're they have an embarrassment of riches of like bigs that can guard different positions 
Um, and so I just feel like this is a game they match up well. Uh, people talked about like, like, look at Anthony Edwards. He's on a tear. Clearly his, his the hip pointers wearing off now. He's good. But the amount of smart plays that Mike Conley makes, I think that's what we keep forgetting is this guy just makes smart plays and we'll just see it again tonight. But the disrespect, that's the one thing I wanted to hit on was the disrespect. The national media continues to talk about the Lakers. They continue to talk about the, the New York Jets. Um, and they're not talking about the Timberwolves. And that's what's sad. It's like, you don't see them in anybody's rundown. Like, are they, even if you just want to say, are they contenders or pretenders? Do it. Are you contenders or pretenders? Do it. But they don't even do that, Sam. And that's that's my issue. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, for tonight, I think that the Thunder remind me a little bit of the Kings. I mean, they've got a bunch of smaller, scrappy guys. They've got their deer and fox with Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Mm-hmm. Chet was totally spooked by Rudy in the paint last time. He was afraid to go inside. Wolves crushed him. Um, this one's on the road. This one's a tougher game. But the Wolves have shown they have no fear going on the road. If they're fully healthy, if Cap plays tonight, he did miss that Kings game, I think they win. I think the Wolves are just a better team, and I think it's a bad matchup for OKC unless they get really hot shooting the ball. Uh, DJ Wanham, what's the next one? DJ Wanham, I know yeah. he's out. All right, yeah, we're going into a uh, speed round here. 30 seconds on DJ Wanham. DJ Wanham, partially torn quad. He's a free agent. Is he done in Minnesota or will he be back? He'll be back. Case in point, he'll be back. He had a great season. Brian Flores likes him. Uh, The team likes him. A quad is not the same as a knee. It's a muscle. So a muscle tear, you just have to let it rest. And so he's going to have to sit out literally all summer and then just get it back. Look how quick Justin Jefferson came back from a hamstring. Not the same thing. He didn't tear his hamstring. It just was a, 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 a whatever, partial tear, a pull. Uh, tweaked it but yeah dj want torn they'll have a surgery they'll you know they'll do whatever they need to do to it he'll be back i think they'll they have to resign him uh just in good faith but you never know this league is dirty i don't know what your thoughts um i think that if it's a million dollars two million dollars i think he would be back yeah i think that that would be fairly cheap way to fill a need at a position where they're undermanned yeah. uh last last one brock purdy threw four a Nick Mullinsy four INTs last night in a Monday Night Football loss, and he dropped to fourth in the MVP odds. Lamar Jackson uh, now is the leader in MVP odds. Did Purdy lose the MVP last night with that performance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Lamar Jackson, and I don't know if it's so much as lost it, but Lamar Jackson ran away with it. You saw his ability to run, his ability to, you know, make that second play, because that's what a lot of people talk about. It's not the first play you got to worry about with Lamar Jackson, it's that second play, because his second play is better than anybody, a lot of people's first plays. I mean, come on now. He's he's ridiculous when he gets to running. Uh, he forces you to have to play man coverage and really spy him. So, yeah, Lamar Jackson showed the world he is one of the best quarterbacks in the, in the, in the league, um, and I, I think he not only ran away with it, but yeah, Brock Purdy definitely does not deserve it. MVP. I don't care what he does these next two games. He should not get MVP. He showed it. The Ravens didn't do anything special. He just he made some bad throws, some bad reads, and and the Ravens that moving around defense. And and again, Vikings did the similar similar type of defense. Uh, that defense is tough sometimes to figure out where people are going to be when everybody's just moving around. So yeah, I think he did. I don't know what are your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I think it's that is such a bad last impression to leave on the voters. Um, and the fact that it was against Lamar the guy you're competing with and Lamar looked that good. Yeah, it's over. It'd be hard for him to, to build upon that. And I think he got benched late in that game. He I did. Think that, Sam Darnold yeah. came in at the end. And yeah. Sam Darnold actually, I mean, the first couple plays he was there, eh, but then Sam Darnold started moving the ball towards the end. So 
And again, it's the end. So the Ravens are like, look, man, y'all are down 21 points. Who cares what y'all do right now? Let's just play cover two and get out of here healthy. Uh, but yeah, Sam Darnold had a little bit of success. They still got after him, though. They blitzed him a bunch. Uh, but yeah, no, it's crazy. Well, that'll do it for us today. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Extra. Make sure you guys find the Locked On Sports Minnesota 24-7 YouTube live stream for your favorite Minnesota sports shows around the clock. It's Vikings, Wild Wolves, Twins, and Gophers at all hours of the day. I'm Ron Johnson again at Sam Ekstrom. Have a great Christmas week because this is a weird week that heads into New Year's. All these, these days to me, Sam, I don't know about you, always feel like every day is still like Christmas because it's just mm-hmm. random days. You don't know what clothes you should put on. You don't know what you're supposed to do. Um, we're just waiting for the Vikings game, and then we're going to watch some football today. So enjoy the Gophers game, people, and have a great one.